world's first NBA podcast featuring an NHL employee. With me is the man who will never trust a big butt and a smile because that girl is poison. Bell Biv Devan. Dan, what are we going to do? We're here to tell you exactly what happened to Harold Miner. Behind the MacBook, we have the Sultan of Soundboards. It's Gyro. Nice to be here. Well, we're glad you showed up. And we're glad we get to do this. We get to do our own NBA podcast. Here we are. Talking hoops. Yeah. Getting the ball and, the, and putting it in the basket. The old basketball hoops. Yeah. Good Mr. old Naismith. good times for the basketball hoops. Peach baskets and all of it. Wow. People are definitely going to listen to our show. Yeah. Right off the bat. We're real well, excited. Especially when you call me Bell Biv Devan. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. I, we've tried this four times to try and get an intro to go. And I nailed it every single time. But the one that we were recording. This is the one that for counts. For everybody. Yeah. This is the one that's forever. Well, we might as well just get into this. Dan, yes. this is this was your idea. It was, yes. I don't know how long ago it was. I know I wasn't your first choice. Well, after the Philip <laughs> Devan comment, then I'm not yeah. even sure I want to be a part of this at all anymore. I'm yeah. joking. This is exactly where I want to be. No, so this is kind of a thing that I have been wanting to do for quite some time. Um, got into the NBA as a little elementary school kid watching Michael Jordan. I was like, oh, this guy is incredible. He dunks. Dunking is cool. I mm-hmm. want to do that. I had the 1992 Sports Illustrated uh, feature that had all the Michael Jordan stuff to it. Watched it so many times on my VHS, the VHS no longer works. Oh, that's We still cool. have it at my parents' house, but no longer works. That's awesome. Um, kind of trailed off the NBA for a while, though. Mm-hmm. Like The mid-90s were a blast. They were really cool. Had okay. a lot of really good talent and loved all of it. And then enter late 90s, early 2000s, and I was like, you know what? I'm kind of a college hoops guy now. I'm not really into it anymore. All right. You got a college team. Who's your, your I am a North boys? Carolina Tar Heels fan, have yeah. been for quite some time, there you go. will continue to be. However, something that just isn't that much fun anymore. Yeah, well. Fast happens. forward to starting to read Bill Simmons page two of and realizing course. how cool the NBA is. Oh, yes. Also, fast forward to me having a job where I drive around a ton and have a lot of time in the car listening to a lot of NBA chatter along the way. Oh, absolutely. And... Thus, the idea of let's do our own version of this where we get to talk hoops. Of course. Well, you know, the reason I am into the NBA is actually because of you in the first place. Wow. You know, I was I was always into sports when I was a kid, when I was growing up. I love how actually enthralled <laughs> you were. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, that's real. Um, I was always into sports. I always loved sports. I played hockey when I was little. Um, the NBA was always kind of just an extra thing and uh, when we joined a ministry team together back in my freshman year of college, you were talking hoops with all the cool guys on the team. And I was like, ooh, I want to be a cool guy on the team. And so I started getting into hoops, and I not only realized that, yeah, sure, this is a fun thing to talk about, but this is something that I love. I love the NBA. It's, it's amazing. It's a lot of fun. Started playing the video games, started playing fantasy basketball, started watching random games w- with bad teams in it just because I know – there was some uh, sort of entertainment there for me. It's awesome. I love the NBA now. We were talking about Anthony Tolliver a little bit ago. Like, who who does that? Not Us, normal people. Well, well, we do, and and so that's why we're we're starting our own little podcast here. Uh, Dover is our is our my main man. Dover and I go way back, and by way back, I mean seriously way back. Dover's, way back. Oh yeah, one of the first people that I remember just in general in life. There's like your family. And then there's like that first person who you remember knowing, and Dover is in like the first three of that. Um, and so we, we've grown up together. We were in marching band together. We were in garage band together. And, you know, we, we go to college. We actually carpooled the college together. That's real. That is a fact. Mm-hmm. We took the same mythology course freshman year, and I got a 100% on the final. And, and I did not. And he failed it. No, it? I, no, I didn't. <laughs> okay. Failed. I'm sorry. You got a D. Whatever. Close we sat stones. right next to each other. <laughs> we sat right next to each other, and I got a hundred. I don't know how you did that. It was it was a bad bad year. Well, <laughs> didn't go great. Well, you know when I got roped in the NBA, Dover, you ro- got roped in with me, and yep. so um, you know we, we needed somebody to help us out. That's why you're our soundboard man. You're our producer. You're our, our hot shot behind the MacBook, and you're helping us out. And we appreciate you being here, and uh, being here being y- your basement. So yeah, it all worked out for us. That's <laughs> where it all started. Oh, it is. Well, it's starting now. Or I guess, well, well now this is all It was a little past. bit ago. It, yeah, it, was, it yeah. was a bit ago. It was like three hours That's how time ago. works. Yeah. Oh, well, it's linear or in a circle. Have you seen Interstellar? Parts. 
Oh my gosh, McConaughey at its finest. At its finest, not his. Are we here it. to talk about McConaughey or are we here to talk hoops? Bas- oh, uh, either one. Either one. We, well, you know, we'll probably sprinkle in plenty of uh, movie references along right, the way. All right, all right. Well, we don't have to talk about McConaughey right now, but we will talk about him sometime in the future. Well, like we said, we wanted to start an NBA show, and if we want to do an NBA show, we really want to do this right, and so we started writing segments. We started getting our facts down. We have a segment that we're going to start here. It's our first time doing this. First segment. Of course, bear with us. This one's called "There It Is, There It Ain't," and uh, it's featuring one of our one of our favorite actors of all time, Lawrence Fishburne, of course. And uh, he's he's in what, what's the what's the movie that you? Oh, what's the it's, movie? It's about a man Searching who plays chess and for he's lost. Bobby Fisher. Searching for him. We did we not find him? It's like Finding Nemo, but with a chess player. Kind of. There it is. Anyway, so we have a new segment, and it's called "There It Is, There, there It Ain't." There it is. Oh, we're there really it is. There it is. We're going to be talking about There It Is, There It Ain't. We are going to talk about the Rising Stars Challenge that happened Friday night. It seems like an eternity ago. It was World versus the U.S., which... Well, Charlie, before we jump into that, off of that what, oh, is, whoa, whoa, whoa. what is the essence of There It Is, There It Ain't? Well, really, it's, it's, it's one of those random, uh, run-of-the-mill, cliché... Buy or sell, yes or no, yes, thumbs up, thumbs down. But we wanted to do our own thing. There it is. There it ain't. We're gonna we're gonna bring up a topic. We're gonna say, there it is, or there it ain't. And we'll we'll, we'll discuss the the merits of each each side of it. And and you know maybe sometimes we'll we'll be in the middle. We'll see what happens. So you, you got the first one off here. Rising yes. Stars Challenge. Absolutely have fun watching this. Some of the young guys, um, even though we don't know some of them because it's the world versus the u.s so we've got to kind of squeeze in a few people uh but you wanted to talk about one of your favorite players in the yes, nba right now absolutely so a little backstory here charlie and i decided to do a fantasy style draft True. with all of the rising stars players we also did this for the all-star game we'll get to that later yes but we did a little rising stars draft snake style mm-hmm. and uh then scored it in a uh, fantasy basketball type scoring yep. style with eight categories: points, rebounds, assists, Excel spreadsheet, Excel spreadsheets. You know, it's really official here oh, at Hack and Chat. So had that, and uh, with that, the first player that was chosen on my team was a certain Mario Hazonia. Oh man! And I can tell you, I like me some Mario Hazonia. Oh yeah, I like his game. I like his talent. I like what he does on the floor. I wish he did more of it on the floor in the NBA mm-hmm. for a certain Orlando Magic. However, we'll take it on Friday night in the Rising Stars Challenge. So, for my guy, Mario Hazonia. That is! Mario Hazonia. That is! The guy just is so talented. So smooth. Absolutely. I just want him on the floor more. But dur- watching him during the Rising Stars Challenge, it just helped, me, helped remind me of the talent that he has. Now, I know it's an all-star game. Of course. These guys aren't playing any defense. Uh-huh. There's no help side. There's no weak side. There's no scheming around his talents right. at all. But the fact that he can just pull it from you know 26 feet, mm-hmm. he gets the rim and sky over people. Absolutely. He has the handle to play at this level. I am a huge fan of his. I'm also a fan of the fact that his player comp coming out of the European area over to the United States area. That was a terrible effort on my part. <laughs> Was J.R. Smith, who I uh, also have an affinity for. But you're not the only one. I feel like Mario Hazonia has a chance to really take off and be an incredible player in the league going forward. Loved his effort in the Rising Stars Challenge. Loved watching him struggle from three. Loved watching him get oh, to the man. rim. Love one of my favorite guys to watch. Love watching him get the points for you on that. Exactly. Yes. Led me, led me to a, uh, a very, very one sided victory. Oh, yeah. Seven to one. Not Did, good. Didn't go well. And uh, wh- one of my problems was uh, another guy playing for the Orlando Magic, of course. Uh, Alfred Payton. There it ain't. Let no. me tell you. Alfred Payton played 16 minutes in the Rising Stars Challenge and got zero points. You want to know the last time somebody played 16 minutes in a Rising Stars game and got zero points? I'll tell you because I did the, I did the research. You I was did. this upset. 11 years ago. Both and both Devin Harris and Kirk Heinrich in 2005 got zero points. 
playing 16 and 19 minutes, respectively. Is that bad? Oh, it's not good. Let me tell you. The only other people who have done that before at all was Nick Van Exel in 1994, got zero points. Anthony Tucker, real big name there, got zero points in 1995. And Andre Drummond played 39 seconds in 2012. He got zero points. Alfred Payton did almost nothing. And by almost nothing, I mean he did a turnover away from nothing, which is a real problem. I mean, this is Alfred Payton. The, the Magic have not played legitimate games in the NBA that have had real meaning in the last two years. Alfred Payton has been a starter the, that entire time. He hasn't had a stage. He hasn't had a moment to shine. And this is the kind of garbage he puts out there. This is the kind of, he ran from three-point line to three-point line for 16 minutes. Like, are you joking with it? He, he, he touched the ball, I'm probably sure, like eight times. I, if you're the point guard on, out there, if you are the point guard, I don't, I don't care what kind of rising stars, whatever. You touch the ball eight times, what's wrong with you? Chuck P. I, I don't even care. Like, he, we, are, we are coming out guns ablazing. And it might be because he destroyed my fantasy team in this rising stars challenge that we did. But, man, he killed it. He killed it. He did nothing. Nothing at all. It was real disappointing. There were a lot of guys who played real, real well, and I wanted Alfred Payton to be one of them, and he was not. He is not living up to his hair, let me tell you. Speaking of one of those guys that played very well. Oh, my gosh. next player that happened to be drafted for me was a certain Kristaps Porzingis, and there it is. Yes, that's right. There it is. Let me tell you something. This guy is unlike anybody in the league. He's a unicorn. He is unlike anybody I've ever watched. Mm -hmm. And I cannot tell you how excited I am to watch this guy flourish. Oh, absolutely. He makes the game look easy. Now, you know, this is an all-star game again. You know, this is a rising stars challenge. No defense. Nothing other than just, hey, who can dunk, who can shoot, who can pass. Of who course. Can, who can do the fun things that fans like to watch. But mm -hmm. even in that setting, 27 minutes, 30 points, 12 of 16 shooting. And the guy just is so different than anybody I've ever seen. I think we had talked about this a while back, mm -hmm. talking about NBA draft stuff, and I sent you a video of the, the three-part series that ESPN did. Yes. With the Who is Kristaps Porzingis? And I remember watching some of his Las Vegas kind of workout action mm -hmm. and sending you a video saying he looks like Kevin Durant but four inches taller. <laughs> now, he's not that. Right. We were just watching him do the catch-and-shoot stuff. Of course. But he is so talented. To watch him in this setting with other young, talented guys and kind of take a step forward. Don't stand out. Stand out. Absolutely. Make me f it just makes me feel going forward that this guy has really embraced what it means to be, A, a New York Knicks, and B, like an American basketball player. Oh, absolutely. Which is, a lot, which is very different than a lot of the guys that come over. So, Chris Stapps. There it is. There it is. Your well, guy. It was fun to see him and Carl Anthony Towns. You know what? I'm actually going to make a bold statement here. Ooh. We're Carl Towns. We're not going Carl Anthony Towns. We're going Carl Towns. That's his name. He's introduced himself as Carl Towns before. We're doing Carl Towns. I'm sticking with Carl until, Towns. Until he comes on, we're going to call him Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, until he corrects me. Until he comes on this podcast. Yeah, Carl Towns. It was him and, yeah, him and Carl Towns were together, Chris Stapps, and, and they were just joking around. They were just having a good time. And that is really great to see NBA players just relax and have a good time. I mean, that's what this weekend's all about. But uh, Carl Towns absolutely killed it as well. I mean, that's my next point is I, I, I had a bold strategy going into our fantasy draft, and it was uh, pick the best players I could and the ones I wanted to see do well. And it was real easy to just pick a bunch of Timberwolves because, dang, there it is, <laughs> the Timberwolves. Young and athletic. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe them. The Timberwolves. Okay, first off, of course, Andrew Wiggins. We talk about Andrew Wiggins and his, his athletic ability, his his just pure awesomeness of being Andrew Wiggins. It, we always we talked earlier about how it's insane to think that the Cavs traded him away oh. and, and what kind of player he's going to turn into. You know, he had 29 points the other night. Carl Towns, you know, of course, he had 18 points. He had seven boards. And he was just going to work. And of course, Zach Levine stole the show. The stole weekend. the show. Thirty points. Are you kidding me? Thirty points, seven rebounds, four assists. He was no slouch. No, 
Zach Levine went for it on a stage where he's not, he's by far not the biggest name. He's not even the top two on his own team. And he outshined them all. And Friday night's not even his thing. It's Saturday night is his thing. Oh, yeah. So we'll, we'll get to we'll, Saturday we'll get night. Saturday we'll night. get to Saturday night because yeah. he had himself a weekend. But Zach Levine decided to ball out. He decided to show that he wasn't a dunking machine, that he could play. And the Timberwolves, I mean, they're a big winner for the whole weekend. If you saw, we'll get to the dunk contest, but Andre Miller out there, you, just having fun with the boys. I love that that Zach Levine is is looking up to Andre Miller. I, that, that's phenomenal to me. Uh, it the whole team as a core has a really really great future, and I really want to see how well they can do. A lot of these players who are playing in this game have a great future, but those three are going to stick together for a while. They're going to be good for a long time. Very good. I Absolutely. Love it. I love it. My last net is for this week based on All-Star, Rising Stars Challenge, Emmanuel Moutier. Mm. There it is! That's my guy. Woo! Was a huge fan of his coming out of high school. You know, I kind of get into the recruiting stuff. I like to know who's the top 50, top 100, those kind of guys where they're going to school. Mm -hmm. Was disappointed that he decided to not go to SMU and decided to go play overseas for a year. Right. Watched a lot of his highlight stuff in China. Got, had the injury, so didn't have the same exposure that some people were hoping he was going to have. Mm -hmm. Gets to the NBA draft, falls a little farther than some may have thought. Had this idea. This is kind of my own just watching film, paying attention to him. I feel like a Russell Westbrook type. Right. Same type of athleticism. Right. He just looks like a different guy running around. Mm -hmm. um, so you get excited about that kind of stuff. Get him in this kind of setting where the guy that controls the ball Mm -hmm. The most is going to be the most explosive, i.e. Sunday night, Russell Westbrook. Of course. Um, so you kind of have an opportunity to display all of it, all of the you know, shooting, passing, running, mm -hmm. jumping, ball handling ability. And he put it on display on Friday night. Um, I know the big knock on him this season has been his ability to knock down the jump shot from outside. Not something he has been known for, uh, something he has been working on, obviously, throughout the entire season, but something that he has struggled with throughout his first half of the NBA season. But So to see him go 12 of 20 in this game. Oh, and nail five from beyond. Nail five threes, uh, get the stroke really working. Ten assists uh, as well. Ten assists as well, 30 points. Now we know, you know, take us through a grain of salt. Yeah, all of course. Game. But the fact that he's making jump shots and getting the idea of, hey, I can put the ball in the basket from this far away, mm -hmm. match that with his athleticism, the ability to get to the rim. Going forward, I'm really looking forward to see what he does the second half of the season. I hope this Rising Stars Challenge kind of feeds that, hey, I can knock down shots. Oh, yeah. Hey, I can kind of go forward and play mm -hmm. this game. I can do things at a really high level. Well, there's another guy who I am hoping can keep up their momentum from the Rising Stars game, and it's somebody you might not expect. From the world team, you had Dwight Powell. There it is! There it is, Dwight Powell. I mean, this is a guy, seriously, he was drafted in the second round by the Hornets. The next day, he was traded to the Cavs. Two months later, before the season even starts, he's traded to the Celtics. And he goes up and down from the Mad Ants like eight times. He played five games through December with Boston. You, they threw him in with the Rondo trade. He went over to the Mavs last season. And he played 24 games coming off the bench. He got about nine minutes a game. This year, he's averaging 16 minutes off the bench. I know it's not a whole lot. He's shooting 50% from the floor. He's doing well. But, man, we actually got to see how this kid can play. And he can get up. I was surprised. 6'11", this is a bigger guy. He had, what, two, three awesome put-back dunks. He did. I saw athletic ability, which was awesome. Now... The rest of his game obviously isn't going to be as open as the Rising Stars Challenge. No, no. I get that. But to think that, hey, they have a little bit of power forward depth on the Mavs bench. Sure, we, we can't have all of our guys who we're picking in this thing be all-stars. We wish not, we could. Not everybody's going to be Wiggins. Not everybody's going to be Carl Towns. You, sometimes you got to go with Dwight Powell. He's going to be a, a successful player in the NBA. And I, I really liked watching him and seeing him do well. Uh, we had a couple other notes that we wanted to hit on for the Rising Stars game, uh, and a few of them we just weren't entirely sure about. Dan, you had one 
about a, a Lakers guard that you just couldn't decipher yet? Just some honorable mentions. Nothing mm-hmm. too exciting. Nothing oh, yeah. too terrible. Absolutely. Kind of in the middle. Now, you know, we picked these teams. Jordan Clarkson fell a little further yep. down the list, mm-hmm. but he had that kind of chip on his shoulder. He's had that since he's entered the league because he came out virtually as an unknown. Right. No one really giving him the time of day, being drafted in the second round. Mm-hmm. But then getting to the Lakers and having a really solid rookie season, right. matching him with D'Angelo Russell, maybe not the best match as far as both needing the ball in their hand to really be effective. But mm-hmm. in a setting like this, the guys that kind of come into that game with a chip on their shoulder, attack the rim, can knock down shots, have the ball in their hand a lot, was a guy that I figured, hey, this could be a guy that could contribute to me knocking off Kelly in the Rising Stars Challenge. Absolutely. So, Solid performance, 8 for 20 from the field. You mm-hmm. know, getting to the rim, five boards, five assists as well. But just nothing about his game really pops to me. Oh, yeah. He knocks down jumpers. He's a good shooter mm-hmm. in this kind of setting. Right. Does it translate to real NBA games right now? Probably not. Mm-hmm. He has his moments here and there. He's having a good season. But overall, doesn't really – yeah. So I wasn't going to go full on, there it is, mm-hmm. for Jordan Clarkson, but I wasn't going to go there at eight. Because you know what? He had a solid performance. He helped lead me to this victory and knocking you off. Of course. So kept him in that honorable mention cra- category. Jordan Clarkson kind of fits into both molds right now. Oh, yeah. Well, I had, I had another one. You know, I went for the three guys for the Timberwolves. And another team that had three players playing in the Rising Stars game, the Utah Jazz. They had Trey Lyles, Rodney Hood, Raul Nato. They all played... And, of course, you know, I'm focusing on the guys who I drafted on my team. That was Raul Nato, well, and then Trey Lyles was an injury replacement for me for uh, Nikola Mirotic. And I'm looking at those guys, and they got four points combined. I was like, they only got four more points than us in that game. Yeah. But Rodney Hood actually played really well. Rodney Hood played, I mean, for where he was on the court. Hey, he, he, showed some, he showed a little bit of flash. I liked what he, uh, I liked what he did. There's a reason you picked him early there in is. our draft. And, and so the, the Utah Jazz, yeah, as a whole, I'm like looking. They have a lot of these young guys playing in this game, and you're thinking, well, are are they or aren't they? You know, and and, and uh, of course it comes down to some of these indivi- individual players, whether they are, whether they aren't. But it, we've got to figure that one out. The Utah Jazz, I wasn't so sure about. The last note that I had, which I really wanted to make sure that we hit on, I think was the most important part of yes. the Rising Stars game was how much money do you think. Kelly Olynyk makes off of his appearances in the Jack Link's beef jerky commercials as Bigfoot. Oh gosh, I would hope the endorsement deal is through the roof. <laughs> he, for his sake, uh, that man is so insanely hairy, just in a big circle around his face. He's got the long hair, of course. He has the long scraggly beard, but and then just like there's like a line, and it's just a big circle. Like he's actually wearing that Bigfoot mask. And I'm thinking that he's got to get free beef jerky for life at the very least. I really hope so because, A, Jack Leek's beef jerky, really good stuff. Absolutely. Fantastic. <laughs> Love me some of that Jack Link's. But, yes, I would hope that eventually those endorsement deals really start flowing for him. And I mean, why else would he look like checks. that? Why else would he look like that? I really don't know. Like, what? what I, I just don't know what he's thinking. Well... I just sometimes you can't decipher what's going on in somebody's mind. But this next segment we have is exactly for that to decipher what we have going on in our minds. This one's called How Do You Really Feel? How do you really feel? How do you really feel? Hey, how do you really feel? Dover, how do you really feel? Feel good. Feel great. Feels great. Feel good. Dynamite dropping. Thank you. Thanks, Dover. Killing it today. How do you really feel is is where we're going to talk about some of our. hot-button issues in the NBA. Now, a lot of these aren't going to be very hot-button. Again, it was the All-Star Weekend. It's All-Star Weekend. It was having fun. It's light and fluffy. Yeah, but we're going to start with a hard one anyway, just because we're feeling that this one is a little ridiculous. Getting into the issues. Now, the celebrity game, not normally a place for actual controversy, fake controversy almost constantly, but real controversy. Anytime Kevin Hart's involved, a fake controversy is also following. Absolutely, as well as some small person yelling a lot. To all the credit in the world, Kevin Hart, hilarious. Yes, very funny. He tells the same jokes four times. But <laughs> they hit. They <laughs> land. They, they, it's, it's the attitude. He's killing it. You know what, Chuck? I don't like that tie. Well, that's weird because he just told Shaq he doesn't like his suit. Seems like that was the same joke. Anyways, 
So Kevin Hart, love that guy. But that's not who we want to talk about in the celebrity game. The celebrity game, for the past, I don't know how long, has featured actual, real WNBA players. Now, this is not, of course, us dogging on WNBA players. Absolutely not. Elena Deladon is a, a better athlete than I could ever dream to be. She's incredible. But the fact that she is sharing the court with Nick Cannon shows how not serious the NBA is about the WNBA. Right. And it's, it's just one of those things we've talked about this in the past. Where yeah. Okay, we have lead singer of Arcade Fire out there. Wynn Butler. We have Arnie Duncan. Not this year, but we've had him in the past. Of course. Running around. Now we have guys that you know can play the game. Property Brothers. Property Brothers out there. Getting buckets. Getting buckets. Mike Golick in the past. Of course. Out there. Setting Michael some B. screens. Michael B. Jordan. Jesse Williams. Jesse oh, we're Williams. just naming we're people just we know. We're just naming people we know. <laughs> but you take that and then put in women at the highest level of their profession to play with these people. It's almost like running them out there as rodeo circus clowns. Right. Hey, just corral all the crazy celebrities and make some baskets every once in a while. I just yeah. feel like it just takes away from what they actually can do on a basketball floor. And also, it's, you know, they lead into their season this summer. I mean, obviously not playing very hard, not going to be right. going to the nth degree of their ability, but you have guys that don't play basketball ever that could hit them in the kneecaps and they could, you know, tear an ACL, mm -hmm. something goofy where they land, and Kevin Hart's making a joke and he knocked out Skylar Diggins and now she can't play this coming season. Right. It's just something that has always bothered us is like, hey, let's just take those people that are at the highest level of the thing and mm -hmm. just pull them down and just throw them out there, like, like I said, rodeo circus clowns with the entertainment that is the night. Right. Well, it, it's understandable that they want to promote their product. They want right. to promote the WNBA. But is Elena Deladon playing at 40% really a great way to promote what the WNBA actually is? No. It's not at all. And, and these are legitimate athletes who are really, really talented. Yes. And, and sharing the court as, as with these jokes is unbelievable. Yeah. I, I can't stand it. And, and they, I don't know how to implement better um, placement for the WNBA players in All-Star Weekend. I'm not saying I have a solution to this, no. but hey, you know what? That's not my job. No, it's not. No, it's my, my job is to talk about the stuff that we have. Well, I'm not getting paid for this, but you know, you know, uh, what I want to do is talk about the stuff that bothers me, and that bothers me. These yeah. are real players. They shouldn't be playing this fake game. Yeah, and, and making a joke of it. Agreed. Um, the next thing we want to talk about is All Star Saturday Night. Quick, top t like one out of ten. How amazing was All Star Saturday Night? It was really great. Really great. I'm not gonna put a number on it. Oh, no numbers. You know, here's what I say. I will. I put a number. On it. I'll put it. I'll put a nine on it. And here's why. Oh, all right. That's the opposite of not putting a number on it. I'm gonna put a number on it. Okay. I'm gonna put nine on it. It would have been a ten for me. Uh huh. But if I hear one more person say the dunk contest is back, I'm gonna lose <laughs> it. Because guess what? They said it last year. Uh huh. They said it the year before. Oh yeah. They said it when Vince Carter did it. It seems like it didn't it go away. It seems like the dunk contest has come back. <laughs> couple times now yeah kenny smith we get it the dunk contest is back yeah oh yeah it's over it's over we've heard it's back <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna say nine nine really fun it. entertaining night really enjoyed the guys the effort they put into it mm -hmm. obviously the energy they spent you know getting themselves prepared for the dunk contest three-point shooting contest all that good stuff right and really enjoyable night my that was the only downfall all highs except for the dunk contest is back. Yes. <laughs> yes, you said it last year and Zach Levine stole the show. Right. Said it again this year when he stole the show again. Well, it, it's it's a fun atmosphere to see uh, these NBA players, these actual stars of this league in a much more relaxed environment. I mean, you have the courtside uh, conversations with Carmelo Anthony and LeBron James, whoever they find on the sides there. I, they have players who aren't playing in the All-Star game, but, you know, they're just – they want to be there. Andre Miller shows up. I love that Andre Miller was there. Like, what a random person to be showing up at, at Saturday night. Uh, it's it's so much fun to see all those guys in just a new environment, in just a different light, uh, and Saturday night's perfect for it. Let's start right where Saturday night begins. Of course, the skills competition, new wrinkle. We had the four guards. Correct. Four bigs. Mm -hmm. What would you think about having four bigs? How do you really feel? Good question. Uh -huh. 
it doesn't surprise me that we've decided to move into this area where bigs are involved in these skip skills challenges with uh-huh. the way the game has kind of moved away from the big that just is plotting, has his back to the basket, and doesn't really make any plays. Right. Doesn't handle the ball, doesn't dribble the ball, doesn't shoot the ball. It's changing, man. So I wasn't surprised when they decided to make this move because there are so many guys at that 6'9 to 7-foot range that can do all of the things that guards can do now. They couldn't stop saying that Anthony Davis five years ago was a point guard in high school. Exactly. It was one of their favorite things they to say. They couldn't stop. It was no. great. Because guess what? He lost in the first round. Oh, Anthony wait. Davis <laughs> was a point guard when he was in high school. What? And yeah. then he grew in case like you, in case you 17 inches in a day and a half. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of things like that, yeah. random plug, Terrell uh-huh. Pryor, long strider. Woo! Yeah. I didn't know All that. those Terrell Pryor people out there, he's yeah. a long strider. Long he's 6'6", six six, long legs. Doesn't look like he's running that fast, but he is. Quick plug. Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor. <laughs> Put it in there. See, it's not just all about the NBA here. We, yeah. can, we can plug all kinds of stuff, but we'll stick to the rest of the Saturday night. Oh. By the way, Terrell Pryor, not related to me. Same last name, different spelling. Also, different complexions. We're, we're a little different. A little different. Uh, I loved having the bigs in there. It was really fun, not only, A, to see them competing, but to see the fact that they rallied around each other yes. when Carl Towns got through and actually beat Isaiah Thomas, which, by like, we, we have the bigs in there for the first time, and it's great to see that the smallest of all the smalls was He's going up against him, 5'8", Isaiah Thomas. It was truly David Goliath, but <laughs> Goliath just took him down. <laughs> it was wonderful to see. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Boogie Cousins' performance? I thought Boogie Cousins was just there because Boogie Cousins was asked to be there. Yes. <laughs> I love Boogie Cousins. Of course, we love Boogie. One of my favorite players in the NBA to watch. Mm-hmm. Also, his tantrums are one of the oh, my yes. favorite things in the NBA to watch. Uh-huh. And watching him in that skills competition just was too good. be checked out. Like, oh, I he went. dropped the ball at the like beginning of it. He dribbled it off his foot, and he's like, you know what? Defenders weren't even moving. <laughs> There's nobody even here to play me, but I'm going to, I guess I'll keep going because I'm supposed to be here. And then won his round. Oh, of course. Of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> trying not to win. Try, trying to just be like, I'm going to relax the rest of the time. You I'm guys just going to be it. done with <laughs> this, but oh, did God, not happen. I guess I'll make this three. But yes, I enjoyed watching Boogie. I enjoy watching great. him do anything. Love Boogie. He's a very interesting man. Oh, we're going to talk about him constantly oh. on this show. Can't wait to keep talking about it. But yes, uh, really enjoyed Carl Anthony Towns. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, again, we talked about Rising Stars Challenge. We'll talk about this. But like, you kind of see these little parts and pieces of these guys wanting to compete, and you oh, can yeah. see it. You could see how badly Carl Anthony Towns wanted to win. Carl Towns. Carl Towns wanted to win this competition. He made his shot and was pumping up the crowd. Mm-hmm. Super excited about what he was doing. And when he got the win, he was legitimately excited. He was pumped. So and, and all those big guys were jumped on him as well. That was real fun. Yes. Love that stuff. Exactly. Uh, it was really funny to see them. It was really funny to see Kevin Hart competing in an <laughs> athletic event against an actual athlete uh, yes. uh, of, uh, of the stature of Draymond Green. Um, that was a transition from the skills competition to the three-point contest, what did you think of the, the Draymond Green, Kevin Hart skit? How do you really feel, man? You know what? Huh? Not not their best. <laughs> okay. But they tried. Yes. The acting, N- a little forced. little forced, especially on Draymond's end. But you know what? He's not an actor, so it's okay. It's okay. Because you know, at the end of the day, Charlie, what was I? I was entertained. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the name of the game. All-Star oh, Saturday Night. Is, am I entertained? Mm-hmm. Yes, I was very entertained. Really enjoyed All-Star Saturday Night. And my question to you with that, yeah, did they tie? They did. They tied they it didn't, 12. They didn't make a no big enough deal about the fact that they tied. That Draymond Green actually didn't win. Right. They just like, oh, here's the trophy for Draymond. And that's like, oh, wait. They tied. Why does Kev just get that participation? <laughs> well, of they should both get that big trophy because Re- they tied. Well, really, w- the thing was is nobody, nobody, nobody thought that Kevin Hart was actually going to make shots in no. that. No one thought he had a chance. They just it was going to be a joke for sixty seconds. Which, let's be honest, if he ha- was making no shots, it would have been. Terrible to watch. The first like twenty five seconds would have been hilarious. Oh, he's missing a bunch of shots. Yeah. Then he's like, "All right, we have forty more seconds of this." But he actually, he actually started going down. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. 
Right. And and so when they tied, it, the NBA definitely had to like, well, what are we gonna do now? Just let's just nobody, nobody talking about it. Let's nobody, just keep going no, with the joke that we already. The had. joke is supposed to be Draymond's gonna win, so n- no, nobody talking about the fact that they died. It, it, just let they, it go. They really should have had an emergency plan, but who could have thought that that was gonna happen? I did not. Yeah, it was unexpected. To <laughs> it was way out of left field. Uh, speaking of unexpected, oh my gosh, the three point contest was incredible. I I loved it. I haven't enjoyed watching guys just catch and shoot or just pick up and shoot like that mm-hmm. ever before. Because the thing about the thing that I enjoyed most about this three point contest is not only did you have the best shooters in the league right now, uh-huh. but you also had the guys that have the best shooting form oh, yeah. in the league. Oh, it was just pretty. It was just pretty. Today, we're going to talk about putting some beef in your jump shot. Oh, boy. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, so not only did you have those guys, you know, best shooters in the league, but you had the best shooting form in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, I hate to say like, it's for the kids kind of thing, but like if a kid is watching and like wanting to be a good shooter at this point, man, what a night to have oh your son or daughter watch guys shoot the ball. Oh my it's, goodness! It's textbook. It's exactly what it's supposed to look like. It's super smooth. Mm-hmm. It, it it's like silk every time they let it go. Um, I could watch I, if instead of watching like. Uh, Sheep jumping over fence to fall asleep. I just want to watch Clay Thompson shoot a basketball. Yes. Because oh my gosh, that's it's just so silky smooth. It just oh makes me all comfy. Yeah. Uh, it's wonderful. It's amazing. Now everyone's going off saying, yeah, you know the the three point con- contest is so amazing because we, we this the this new shooting class is is getting so good. Yeah. The NBA is getting so much better, and everyone's saying the statement. Well, the three-point contest is the new big thing right. on Saturday night. Yeah. The three-point contest is the new big thing. Dan, how do you really feel? You know what? I Going into the night, I was thinking to myself, you know, I, I've seen Zach Levine dunk. I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm super pumped for this three-point right. contest. Mm-hmm. I, I think Clay is going to knock off Steph. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm in. Like, I'm invested in that. And to be honest, like, watched it a little later in the evening, had a DVR'd. So was really pumped up, and I was I was actually just gonna fast forward through the dunk contest, kind of to see the dunks and, and right. get out. Uh-huh. But the dunk oh, contest man. delivered. Oh yeah, it did they big both time. delivered. I mean, both all events on Saturday night delivered, but the dunk yeah. contest really delivered. What's the dunk contest? The highs are much higher. Yeah, the highs are much higher than you could ever get with the three point contest. So w- when you have the three point contest. It is a lot of fun. And even in that moment, that was probably the most dramatic. We've seen it in a while. Not only was it coming down to the final rack, it was it was two teammates, two of the best shooters yeah. we have in the NBA. And it came down to that final rack, and Clay threw it up and won. And he was like, oh, I have another ball left. Why not? And he just threw it up and got the record. Uh, which, by the way, r- side note real quick, uh, the whole money ball rack has completely changed the record, quote unquote, yeah, exactly. of the three point contest. Right. Quickly, Dover, do you know the actual maximum points you can get with the new money ball rack? Three, two, no. one. You don't know. He doesn't do know. Do you know? Do you know, I Dan? I don't know. You, you 34. 34. 34. It used to be 30. It used to be 30. They right. added four extra points to it. So, what was it? Jason Cap- or Justin Williams, I think he got 24. Or Jason Capono. It was somebody it's ridiculous. It's Jason Capono. It is Jason Capono who got. F- I don't know why I was thinking of Justin. White chocolate. Uh, you can't not bring him up on the first podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had thirty, or he had twenty-four. Excuse me, but that was out of thirty. Clay Thompson going for twenty-seven. That's out of thirty-four. Mm, whatever. It was still great to see him play, yeah. and it was still so much fun to watch that amazing shooting ability. But the dunk contest, when they hit those great dunks, when. Man, when Gordon got that crunch, when he was going up and he was sitting in the air and he put the ball under both of his legs, are you kidding me? That was way bigger than Klay Thompson. And I would know, but Klay Thompson is my favorite player in the NBA. That was insane. There's no way that the three-point contest will ever be bigger than the slam dunk contest. No, it won't. I completely agree with you. Mm -hmm. Um, I think going into it, we were definitely feeling as if the star power was in the yep. three-point contest, you have Steph, you have Clay, mm-hmm. you have James Harden, who was a second MVP last year. So you have the bigger names, mm-hmm. but the same token in the dunk contest, you actually have the guys who clearly have been in dunk contests before oh, yeah. and know how to energize a crowd. Know how The biggest thing in the dunk contest is can you put the dunk down on the first attempt? Oh, yeah, the first try. And both of these guys, well, I don't, I don't want to say, you know, Andre Drummond and Will Barton. Will the thrill. Don't matter. <laughs> But I mean, obviously, the the storyline here is is Gordon and Gordon Levine. and Levine, and yep. 
so you 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 don't have the star power that you have in the three point contest, mm-hmm. but you have two of the most athletic human beings I have ever seen on a basketball floor do anything going head to head in a no hold barred just go at each other with everything we have as far as dunking ability goes mm-hmm. in a really cool setting. Oh yeah. And guess what? Kenny Smith, the dunk contest <laughs> is back. back. It's always been back, man. Now, a lot of people are a lot of trying to compare this dunk contest to the 1988 dunk contest between uh, Neek and uh, and MJ, uh, one of the best competitions we've seen in a long right. time. I'm going to tell you how I really feel. I think that's ridiculous because Ooh. Neek and MJ are Hall of Famers. Right. Nothing against Aaron Gordon, but he hasn't shown anything that he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Now, MJ was in his third year, but MJ was already an amazing player. Right. Zach Levine hasn't shown that it, he's going to make an all-star game mm-hmm. yet. Yeah, Aaron Gordon flashes. hasn't done this. You know, he's yeah. had flashes. Yeah. But uh, these aren't guys who we're going to talk about in 30 years because of their play on the court in regular season playoff games. Yeah. Th- that They're just not there yet. Now, maybe they'll get there, and maybe this changes the entire conversation as Dover decides to open up his root beer. Maybe that changes the whole Marks. conversation, but there's no way you can compare it to just – the ability of those Hall of Fame players, and of course, you know MJ breaks out that the three or the free throw line dunk. Zach Levine does it twenty some odd years later. I mean, but it adds a little flair to it. Adds a little flair. Adds a little flair. That's a lot of bit of flair. It was amazing. Here's the thing: those were incredible dunks. Didn't have the creativity that Aaron Gordon had. I think there's gotta be. I think there's gotta be. Uh, different values added to each part. You know, there's got to be strength. Uh, how how fluid is your dunk? How creative is your dunk? Are you trying something new? Now, trying something new, going between the legs from the free throw line, nobody's ever done that before. No. But we've seen him go from the three free throw line four times now. Mm-hmm. Aaron Gordon was trying new things. Yes. That's what I wanted to give him the edge on that one. I will agree with you on I that. wanted to give him the edge just based on that. But yeah. what Zach Levine did cannot be understated. No. It was incredible. So the, the reason why I was so taken back by Zach Levine, this is now two years in a row I've been taken back by him. Mm-hmm. So Aaron Gordon, obviously, super creative. You know, his goal going in was to show you four dunks that you had never seen before. And I'll agree with him. Never seen the things right. that he did before. Oh, yeah. In any other dunk contest. There had never been a funky duck before. No, there those had never been that went around. No, those were not around. Um, <laughs> not at all. MJ didn't have those. No, <laughs> but man... He almost did in Space Jam. But anyway, so I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I loved what Aaron Gordon did. My only issue with it, here you're going to think I'm nuts. Mm-hmm. Fantastic dunks. But every time he went to pick the ball up or take the ball off of the mascot, mm-hmm. he kind of propels himself up. Right. So he uses right. – no, no, it's not a like, oh, I'm pushing myself up 20 feet in the air. Right. But like he uses that to float a little bit. Mm-hmm. The thing that makes it – the thing that made – what Levine did so incredible for me is mm-hmm. it is all pure toss the ball, run, jump, dunk. And he is so fluid, so much bounce, mm-hmm. so much athleticism. I don't want to diminish Gordon's athleticism because he is also way up there in those athletic charts. But the fact that Levine did everything from a bounce and not anything to propel was just mind-blowing to me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now, we've been talking here for about 45 minutes, and we still have not actually talked about the actual All-Star game. Does that make sense to you, though? Because think about it. Oh, where it was, was all of the fun? Where was, was all the excitement? so much fun. Rising stars, Saturday night, and then oh, you get to Sunday. so great. It was so great. And, of course, that celebrity game. That was yes. so interesting. Exactly. Well, let, you know, let's just get on to it. Let's get on to the big boys. Yeah. They played some ball. They put up more points than we've ever seen in a game ever in the history of basketball, I'm pretty sure. Yes. They actually at one point had to check to see if the scoreboard in the arena at Toronto would go up to 200. They weren't sure. They they didn't know. They're like, well, it's just going to be 199 forever, I guess. Uh, we'll see what happens. Now, neither teams got up there. Uh, the West. Close. The West. Oh, man. They, they were so packed full. Uh, it was great to see some of the players. Uh, I We had our fantasy draft, of course, and I whooped you. Uh, yeah, not eight, good. Eight to one. Now, you were 
You were a lot closer on a lot, cat a lot more categories than I was even close to on the Rising Stars one. But I still got you. Yes. Um, standout performances. How do you really feel about some of these players? I, I know you want to talk about Russell Westbrook, of course, because he's your boy. I just really enjoy Russell Westbrook. As just a person in general. The guy, the thing <laughs> I enjoy about him most is he gives all of himself no matter what the arena is, whether it's of course. playing in a regular season game in Oklahoma City, whether it's playing in a playoff game, whether it's playing in a pickup game, whether it's playing yeah. in an all-star game. Like The guy just goes and goes harder than anybody. And it's so fun and so interesting to watch a guy who's at that height of athleticism and talent give that much of himself in an energy output, which oh, yeah. is so cool. Um, and even in that kind of setting, you know, almost that's going for triple double again. That's why I took him number one overall. Number one overall. Yeah, exactly. you got it. You had to. He was going to fill up the box score, right? Which he did. I mean, he had thirty-one points. He had three from downtown, eight rebounds, five assists, five assists, five steals. Like he just killed it. It was it was amazing. Uh, on the other side of the ball, you had Paul George, um, yeah. and everyone likes Paul George. And I know you really wanted to talk about him, um, and we'll, we'll get we'll get to Paul. We'll, George. we'll get to we'll him. hold we'll on. Get, we'll get to we'll Paul hold George. off. He was yes. great. Um, surprise, surprise! You, you might not expect. I really like John Wall. Oh, I love John. Wall. I just really like. I know in, in this star-studded cast, it might be uh, hidden. He might be hidden back a bit, and especially because we're in Toronto, everyone's talking about Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan, some of those um, uh, guards in. I think he got lost in the mix, but he he just balls out. He I mean, always does. I love John Wall. He's the reason the war or the Wizards are even relevant at all this season because of what he's doing oh, for man. that team. I I really wish he had some talent around him. I really wish that Bradley Beal it's turned into the player that I thought he was going to be. I at the beginning of the year we did a bunch of predictions on awards that we were going to do, and and I picked him as my most improved because I thought he had. Just the the sky limit attitude and, and man, man, he's just not putting it together. What's well, not one of those things that he's ankles. not putting it together? It's 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 this physical yeah. nature of the game and his body oh, is yeah, just his not wanting to do what it is that of course. it needs it to do. The talent is obviously the that I just want to see that backcourt healthy for a season. Oh please! And again, you know, John Wall in a in a similar type of way Russell Westbrook does mm -hmm. in a pickup game, in a playoff game, a regular season game that you know maybe you know fifteen thousand people are at. Right. The guy gives all of his energy, all of his effort, mm -hmm. which is really cool to watch a guy, you know, making a max contract. Oh, yeah. Close to a max contract. Mm -hmm. Doing night in, night out. And even doing that in a setting where it's, hey, I got a week off, all-star break. Do I really want to try? No. He actually tries. He does. Which is really it. cool. He goes for it. Yeah. Uh, Russell Westbrook, of course, being the man who took home the MVP. Correct. And Dan, I want you to ask me how I really feel Charlie. about the all-star MVP. Russell Westbrook. MVP. How do you really feel? You know, Russell Westbrook, whatever, the All-Star Game MVP, it don't matter. It doesn't matter. Why? It don't matter. Do you know who has the most MVPs in All-Star Game history? Who? You know? There's there's two players. There's two players who have four. Kobe Bryant, Kay. who is one of those, I, at, when he was going, he was a Russell Westbrook type. Exactly. Going all out. The other one, Bob Pettit. Did you know that? NBA legend Bob Pettit, though. Four MVPs. Did you know that? Did I, did you know not, I did not know that. Can you name the four players that have, or can you name players who have four actual MVPs in the league? Because that's a lot more impressive. It'd be way more impressive, yes. It's so much more impressive. Those are the things that matter. Finals MVPs, people who have four of those, those are real important. But All-Star Game MVP, it's, it's a goofy game. It's a game that doesn't matter, and I think this is a word. That doesn't matter. You're not looking at somebody's resume. What, who, are they going to make it? Well, is Kyrie Irving going to make it into the Hall of Fame? Well, I don't know. He has that All-Star Game MVP. I think it's it's a goofy thing to try and, and find a winner in a game where everyone's just not trying. Right. Um, I think that it's difficult to claim a most valuable player when uh, half of your skills as defensive players – aren't being utilized yep. and so you know i'm thinking all-star game mvp it doesn't matter i think it's ridiculous you Probably had a different take i know i just have another question for you based Yo, on the all-star game uh-huh who didn't fit who didn't oh my gosh <laughs> it stood out like a sore thumb Kawhi leonard i love Kawhi. Leonard. oh my gosh he has no idea what to do out there but the all-star game is just not a setting you know i have never seen somebody uh put up more mid-range jumpers 
in an all-star, in an all-star game. game. At least since the 1990s. Then Kawhi Leonard. I couldn't believe it. He's out there playing like, all right, this is a good shot. I have myself set up. Here we go. And nailed it. Okay. And he's like jogging back on defense. Meanwhile, half of his team is still underneath his own hoop. And he's like, all right. Oh, okay. Wait. Well, whatever. <laughs> like, wait, we're not like we're not trying. Are we like, not doing this? I thought we play hard. Like, oh, because he's a guy. Another guy. We're just, I think he only has one switch. It's play hard or not play. Right. So he gets into that mode of, oh, I just want I do what I do in a regular game, which is come off screens, knock down mid range jumpers, mm-hmm. get to the basket, play defense, and it's like, oh no, this quiet. This isn't one of those games. <laughs> Loved quiet. What? <laughs> I don't know what to do with my giant hands this game. So <laughs> no, no, we're not dogging on Kawhi Leonard. We no, because he is incredible. He's an amazing player, but he is so his personality is just not. It's not built for All Star Weekend. Yeah, I've been on. I've been on the record with Charlie saying mm-hmm. that if I were starting a franchise, I'd start with Kawhi Leonard. Absolutely, because well, I it's a love good way to go. his two way playing ability. But no, it's back into your, to your. We wanted to talk about the MVP. MVP. Well, well I want to know what you think. Yeah. about the, how I, do you really feel about the well, MVP? Well, I love, and again, you know. I think in the mid '90s, when or early mid '90s, when the guys actually you know tried throughout the entire game, it meant a little more. Now it doesn't have the same weight that it carried during that time. Right. But I would have really liked to have seen Paul George get that nod. Oh, totally. It's the feel-good totally. story of the NBA right now. The guy comes off a horrific broken leg to get back to even be able to be on the court last year. To right. Starting this season, kind of leaving off where he was. Before that, where he's mm-hmm. know, in the conversation as a top five player in the league. Absolutely. So I love seeing him out there in that starting lineup for the mm-hmm. East. Love seeing what he's doing to start the season. And he's kind of getting himself back into that spot. Yep. 41 points in that game. Dropped nine threes. Nine threes. Russell, Russell Westbrook, MVP last year. Obviously had a great game again in mm-hmm. that All-Star game. But would have loved to have seen getting Paul George, that All-Star MVP. The thing I didn't like, though, end of right. the game – West is playing like a triangle and two on him, so he can't <laughs> get the all-star game Oh, they're game trying record. to hold him from it. He was trying to get the all-star pop. game. It was pop. It, it was, was all pop. pop. It was pop. I love Playing pop. a triangle and two high school Harry defense on oh Paul George. Gosh. Can't get him the uh, <laughs> the scoring record. But, no, can't I would have liked to have seen mm-hmm. Paul George get the nod just from mm-hmm. a, hey, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's back in that you know upper echelon of players in the NBA. Let's give him the nod. He's obviously put in the time to get himself back to this point. Well, if you want the MVP, you got to win. But yeah, you got to win a game that doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> Let's go for that again. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I've, I've said my piece on that. Yes. Uh, we're heading out, and uh, we, we've, we have a little bit of time left. We want to do some things at the end of our show before we wrap up. We're gonna. These are some games that we're going to keep track of throughout our time here with this podcast. Uh, the first one is a piece of trivia that's coming from Mr. Dover. Gyro back there behind the board. Uh, Gyro, do you have your question ready for us? Oh, yes, I do. Oh, oh no, I'm a little worried. Um, we will see. I'm thinking how we're going to do this is we're each going to write our answers down, and uh, we are going to see if we can both get it. We'll, we'll get points if we can get this right. We'll keep track of who gets the most points throughout this season, and uh, if we can do that, uh, we, we will figure figure all that business out later. Um, your question, sir, hit us up. Let us what, what's going on. It's involving the All Star Game. Of Ooh, course, fantastic. that's been gonna, our theme here. But we're going to focus on what doesn't happen that much, and that is defense. It's true, especially this year. Oh, that's terrifying. Who has the most career steals in an All in the All Star Game, and what is the number? And what is the number? That's a little ridiculous. Player and I think we're just number. going for the – let's go for the player. Hey. Oh, my gosh. Can it be a bonus two points if we get the Man of Steals right? Yes, and whoever okay, – cool. uh, let's just say whoever is closest on the number gets an extra point. Uh, all right, let's do th- – I like that. I like that. Okay. Um, I've got mine. Um, I'm ready to go. The, the I'm also uh, ready to go. All right, uh, I will – Side note, the record was broken in this All-Star game. Oh, the oh gosh, so that isn't good for me. If this is somebody who is, I have currently a good, I have a good feeling about my answer. Um, not the number, but I have a good feeling about the player. I Go went ahead. with a person who just played the most games, who had the most times appearing in an All Star game. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Why not? Why not go for the person who's been there the most, higher percentage of getting that right? I put Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and I said thirty. 
I just gave that a shot. Go it's ahead. A good, it's a good guess. Uh huh. I believe I have this right, actually. I also went with a Laker Hall of Famer. Uh-oh. I went with Kobe Bryant. Yikes. And 29 steals. Yeah. Oh, gosh. This sounds like something you already knew. Okay. So, Dan got it right. Oh. Yes. But, Charlie, you were closer. Woo. How many? 38 steals. 38. Going into the uh, All-Star game. Kobe was tied with Michael Jordan with, with 37, and he got one steal to get the record. Broke the Man. record. Feel what? good story. Kobe going out on top. Jeez, Kobe. If there's one way Kobe's going Man. out, it's on top. Of course. All-star games, steals <laughs> category. <laughs> well, uh, another game that we want to finish up with is a game we like to call, If It Hits, I'm a Genius. And this is really just us making bold calls of what's going to happen in the next week here in the NBA, and we're all going to make our bold predictions. Of course, the rule being that both of the other contestants have to agree that that is a bold enough call Correct. for you to make. Uh, I'm going to go to you first, Gyro. What are you thinking? Who's going to be doing what out on the court or off it? What's going to happen in the NBA this week? I, uh, I think Kristaps uh, Porzingis, yep. first game back from the All-Star game, is going to get 50 Oh, 50. oh, it's the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, wow. Man, I love it. I love that call. I would be so happy if 50 points. got 50 against the Nets. I won't even be mad that I got that Charlie, wrong. I'm going to go ahead and say, Chuck, yes. Yeah. Oh, Bold big enough. time yes. Big Bold time enough. yes. Bold enough. Did you hear that response? Big time yes. Yes, very bold. All right. Chuck P, lay yeah. it on me. Give us our second one. All right, second one. Utah Jazz have three games coming up against Portland, uh, against, I believe, the Celtics and the Wizards. I'm thinking that the Jazz not only are going to win all three of those games, but they are going to average 14 points, win, uh, a win differential. Oh, wow. W they're going to win by 14 points on average. I think they're going to kill it this week. I think that those Utah Jazz guys, I think Raul Nato, I think uh, Trey Lyles, they're going to hear this. They're going to be motivated that I didn't think that they were up for it. I think that they can pull something out. I think, of course, Gordon Hayward being my, my pick on my actual fantasy basketball team. Right. Carry on my Hayward son, of course. I think he's going to pull it out. And, and, and they're going to win big. They're going to start moving towards the playoffs. I'll take it as bold. Jairo? I agree. It's bold. Bold. Thank you, Pretty sir. Bold. Pretty bold. All right, I'm going to wrap things up. If it hits, I'm a genius. One of my favorite times of the NBA season is upon us. Mm -hmm. Thursday marks the trade deadline at 3 p.m. Mm -hmm. This week, if it hits, I'm a genius. Thursday's trade deadline, Carmelo Anthony Ooh. is sent to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yikes. In a oh three-team deal involving the Boston Celtics. Wow, you're getting real specific. Kevin Love. Oh, my goodness. And the New York Knicks. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So I am going to say if it hits on a genius, Carmelo Anthony will be playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers by the end of this week. Big wow. I'm, I'm saying yes. Yes. All right. Hold we got up. two yeses. All right. All we're right. going to mark them down. We're going to keep track of this stuff. Uh, we appreciate you coming out to our first show. This has been so much fun. Uh, it took us eight hours to try and get all this sound equipment together. We got so it. We're, we're glad we got it together. We, we Hopefully this all goes Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, Charlie. Hold on, Charlie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? What was the first thing we told the audience? Uh, I said, hey, and then what's up, and then hello. And then you introduced me and what I said. Yeah, and then you said something about We are here to tell you miners. about what really happened to Harold Miner. We oh, just glossed right over it. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, yeah, we had so much all-star stuff to talk about. We didn't even talk about Harold Miner. We didn't get to it. Next week. Next, next week. Next Absolutely. Week. Next week. Uh, before that, though, we got to make sure that you want to be part of the chat. If you want to be part of this chat, make sure you find us on Twitter at hack underscore uh, uh, underscore chat. Hack a chat on Twitter. You email us at hackachatcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find myself at Cleep3. You can find me, Chuck, at Cleep3 on Twitter. You can find... Jeremy, Dover, Gyro, we have like eight names for you. We're going to get there. JTB Perk on Twitter. Dan, you're going to be on Twitter in probably the year 2034. Still not there. We're going to get you there. Uh, we also want to do a shout out. I've been doing the uh, Twitter for the Hackett Chat the last few weeks now. Got a buddy at Wizards Talk who's been great. 
been a lot of fun talking to them. They're, they're going to help promote our show, too. And so I just want to give them a shout-out. They've been so much fun uh, on the Twitter sphere so far. So, uh, you know, until next week, travel safe. Signing be good off. to one another. Fall out, man.